0: First Republic has been—I uh, don't know—would you, would you call it sold? I don't really know if I would call it sold. First Republic is now done and gone. Now part of J.P. Morgan. We will go over some of those details. Uh, we will talk about some key earnings this week. We'll talk about my thoughts on Vegas, and then finally, six cities to avoid if you are an investor, folks. I read a lot of articles on real estate, so I had to check this one out. I know there's a lot of you out there that invest in one of these six cities, so hopefully when you hear the names, you'll let me know what your thoughts are, but let's get into it. JP Morgan has now bought, acquired, absorbed, whatever words you want to use, First Republic. Uh, Some of the details that I noted, uh, they are taking on $92 billion in deposits. So JP Morgan already had, I believe, over 10% of all deposits in the banking system. They just got bigger, 92 billion. Uh, They are absorbing $173 billion in loans. It is not all of their loans by any stretch, but a significant portion. I do believe there is kind of a loss-sharing agreement in there somewhere, but I don't have the details on that yet. We'll hopefully find those and share those in tomorrow's show. Uh, In addition, JP Morgan is handling or taking on $30 billion in other securities. Uh, FDIC is taking a $13 billion hit from First Republic. Uh, Again, uh, just by comparison, uh, they took a $20 billion hit uh, from Silicon Valley Bank. So $13 billion, what would you want to call that, 30% smaller? Uh, But nonetheless, another significant hit. Something I did find interesting is it looks like First Republic. Uh, we probably all thought this. I certainly did, which probably many of you did as well. First Republic was 72 percent of the total volume of borrowing from the discount window. 72 percent of all borrowing that we've seen reported weekly was First Republic Bank. They are, they were, in trouble. Uh, so again. Uh, First Republic, I think most of us certainly talked about it a bunch, knew it was going to go away, and now it has. Jamie Dimon this morning did come out and say that this part of the banking crisis is over. I think that is interesting. Uh, I think there will be some smaller banking crisis uh, or smaller banks that get absorbed. I think what we're going to see in the banking market or the banking sector, if you will, is a lot of acquisitions. Uh, I think the strong will get stronger. Uh, in the week will get absorbed. Uh, again, I remind you of the SNL crisis, which I, is the best comparison to the environment I think we were in. I think there were a thousand institutions that went bye-bye in that crisis. Now, I don't think it's reasonable to think the numbers will be that significant. But if you talk about acquisitions, you talk about you know closures. We are we're probably talking hundreds over the next couple of years. This, this part of the crisis is going to be long. This is not an event-driven kind of great recession, pandemic, you know, dot-com blow up. This is, this is gonna take some time, and there are problems out there on bank balance sheets. There's no question, there's a timing mismatch. I'm still just intrigued to watch the commercial market, because again, as I think I shared yesterday, There are going to be some very good operators, whether big or small, that just get caught in bad timing. What's the bad timing gonna be? Hey, I bought a 15, 20 unit building. I put 35% down, but unfortunately I bought it in 2018. And I have five year debt. And I'm going to a community bank. There's a chance. I would argue a meaningful chance over zero that that community bank doesn't refi the loan. And again, remember, the operator never missed a payment. Uh, debt to incomes fine. Plenty of equity. But now they've got to shop that building to someone else. And I think that's what we're in. I think um, I think the lending market gets tighter, right? First Republic was, I think we said the other day, 14% of all loans or 14th largest lender or something like that. I think the banking crisis is really going to force, it's gonna force some sales, right? Not a lot of people can do a cash in refi, right? There'll be a lot of institutions that say, yeah, we'll refi the building, in my example, 65%. But they may say, "Hey, you have to take this down to 50 percent." I just, I there's going to be a lot of debt structures that force decisions. So I know about you, but I'm look, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm certainly happy that we went out and refi all of our multifamily family uh, into 30-year fixed-rate debt. Um, shout out to uh, Stephen Dow for helping me do that because I didn't even know apartment buildings could have 30-year debt, but uh, Velocity came through. Uh, for us, so that was pretty cool. I'm really that timing looks like a genius move at this point. A uh, couple of other things, uh, we did get some earnings today. Norwegian Cruise Line, Norwegian uh, beat top line, beat bottom line. I think we are seeing uh, basically travel and experience go kind of crazy. Brian, thank you for the uh, super chat. I appreciate that. Uh, I wanted to kind of talk about Vegas. So we've been here for, I think, five days or so, and it's packed everywhere, everywhere. I have been to Vegas in my lifetime over 100 times, mainly for conferences and events and kickoffs and all of that stuff. I've rarely seen Vegas this busy. It's wild. Like, yesterday was Sunday, right, I think? I think it was Sunday. You know, going just walking through the casino, getting to, trying to get to our room. It was packed, packed. Yeah, it's, there's no recession in Vegas. That's for sure. There's no recession in Vegas. Uh, read an article uh, referencing Charlie Munger. Good old Charlie Munger, 99 years old. Obviously, best known for, for working with Warren Buffett forever. He's basically saying uh, the commercial market, there's a lot of pain coming. Uh, office, retail. I want to kind of talk about that because I think there's a lot of folks who haven't, A, probably never bought commercial, B, don't understand commercial, and now they're starting to pile on the commercial real estate's going to collapse, right? You and I've talked about that a bunch. But what I want you to realize, unlike the residential collapse, which was kind of all debt, This is going to destroy equity first, equity, and then some debt. Commercial real estate won't, except in rare uh, cases, go to zero, right? There is some value. Now it could be teardown value, it could be land value, it could be something. And we have to realize that in commercial, equity gets hurt first. Equity can get wiped out. For example, we just talked about a building that was 65% LTV. Well, what that means, for the folks that don't know, is there's 35% equity. Now, that equity could become in two forms, really, really three forms, right? It could be a down payment, it could be appreciation, and it could be mortgage pay down. But let's just pretend like it's a down payment, right? The most of it's the down payment. You go out there, office half full, multifamily problem, whatever, you now have to sell it. You sell it at a 25% discount. The equity gets hit, the debt's fine. Now with transaction costs and all of that, there may be some cash, but let's, let's just realize, a lot of the pain that people are talking about in commercial, I think is being misunderstood by the average wannabe investor. And people don't realize just how much equity is gonna be decimated in this. And that's one of the reasons that commercial, maybe outside of San Francisco office, which is going to be wrecked, you know, outside of SF office, which again, I think we're talking about 80% off, at least for 350 California, that was was the estimates from the weekend. I think, People just assume it's going to be another great recession or financial crisis and all these foreclosures and bank hits and all of that. I don't think the banks are going to be hit as much. It's the equity, folks, that is going to get hurt. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about that. But again, talk talk about that Houston apartment building. Remember that? $100 million in equity got burnt overnight. The bank took a 14% haircut. That's that's what's coming. If you're a limited partner in the wrong asset with the wrong debt, you should be nervous. Now, if you're with a good operator who's got perm debt or seven or eight years left, fixed below four, you know there may be some pain with you know insurance and rate caps and all of that, but you're probably not going to lose everything. But there will be. Don't be confused. There will be people that lose everything. This. Houston debacle will not be the only one. And I think people are not understanding that it's the debt or it's the equity that is going to be wiped out. So be careful, be careful. Other things, let's talk about some earnings that are coming out this week. Uh, Obviously we had some this morning. Norwegian, SoFi, again, beat top line, beat bottom line. We have Uber, Ford and Starbucks tomorrow. We have Yum Brands, Qualcomm on Wednesday. Apple on Thursday? What do you guys think about Apple? Let me comments below on Apple. Let's just, uh, you know, do they beat on top line, beat on bottom line? Let me know your thoughts on Apple. Obviously, uh, a very large company, consumer-driven, uh, a lot of their products. I would call them not cheap. I don't think would be misunderstanding. So let me know what you think on Apple uh, this Thursday. Friday uh, will be Warner Brothers, and good old Berkshire Hathaway comes out on Saturday. I wonder why more companies don't report earnings on Saturday. You know, get out of the, the, the whole, when the market's open, closed, all of that. So Saturday for Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, what else do we got? So let's talk about the six cities to avoid. Again, this was not my article, this is not my opinion. I, I really there's only one that I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole but I want to hear from you again. I wish I wrote down the article link. I didn't. So I don't know who wrote it, but six cities to avoid buying rental properties in number one. Actually, I don't know if it's in order. They didn't list numbers. So we'll just, instead of doing, we'll just list them. Las Vegas, Nevada, ups, downs, water issues, Cleveland, Ohio, Austin, Texas, Miami, thought that was interesting. San Francisco. I think I've said this many times, you could not pay me to own property in San Francisco. No thank you. Uh, And then Seattle. Uh, So again, if you invest in one of these markets, you own rentals, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, It's always interesting to hear people say, don't do this, don't do that, because as you know with one rental at a time, there is someone, and likely lots of someone's, doing great in Vegas, Cleveland, Austin, Miami, I'm gonna skip San Francisco because hey, it's my show, I'm gonna skip it, and Seattle. So again, if you're in one of those markets and doing well, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, If you are in one of those markets and you think it's horrible, let me hear from you as well, folks. All right, folks, it is Monday, May 1st. May 1st, April is over. What have you done to move the needle on your real estate uh, investing journey? Lots of you are watching, lots of you are getting excited, but you haven't got your buy box. If you haven't got your buy box and you want some information, there's a link I think below. You can get the $50 buy box two hour session. But if you really wanna get started, you need to sign up for the 399, how to get started one rental at a time course. That is what I'm best known for. If you don't know a lot about me, go buy my book One Rental at a Time or 15 conversations with real estate millionaires. You'll get to know me even more. Take care, have fun. Bye.